0: Hi ladies, Anna-Sophie here, and welcome to the PCOS Trainer Podcast. We're going to talk about all things PCOS, fitness, how to achieve root cause resolution, and how you can lose fat without cutting out gluten, without cutting out dairy, and really optimizing your body through strength-based workouts. So keep on listening. I'm excited to share this episode with you. Hello, my beautifuls. Today, I want to talk a bit about the PCOS gut health connection and how gut health is very highly intertwined and is actually one of the common causalities of PCOS conditions. And it tends to be one of those root causes that as we address, we start seeing things um, improve within a PCOS case. Now, Their research around PCOS and gut health is still not completely clear, but there is definitely a correlation between the bacteria in your gut and metabolic based disorders, including PCOS. So to really understand this correlation between your gut health and PCOS, we must first understand a bit about the microbiome and dysbiosis. So the gut microbiome refers to the community of organisms that live in your GI tract. This includes bacteria, fungi, different viruses. The human gut microbiome consists of predominantly bacteria that live inside the large intestine. Now, why this is important to understand is that this microbiome plays a very key role in many functions in the body, including digestion, absorption of food, regulating the immune system, managing inflammation, producing vitamins, balancing your hormones. This includes insulin and also producing neurotransmitters, which impact your mental health. So, yes, there is a mental health component when it comes to dysbiosis and gut health as well. So when there is an imbalance between the ratio of good and bad bacteria, this is what we call dysbiosis. And this can lead to various health complications. A lot of studies have actually shown that women with PCOS um, have dysbiosis and a far less diverse gut bacteria than typical women without PCOS so this could contribute to some of the symptoms and disease progression that is correlated and that we see now with that said research has also found that the higher the androgens are in women the lower the gut bacteria diversity is as well so we don't know if this is a causation or a correlation however We also know that many of the compounding issues associated with PCOS, such as obesity and insulin resistance, can further worsen dysbiosis and further complicate things for you. So this is kind of a why the microbiome, your gut health is so important, but we still need to understand a little bit more, particularly around intestinal permeability. So this is a term for basically how the inner lining of the gut barrier is. So you want to really think of your gut lining like, like a, it's kind of a, a wall or a lining that has little minimal gaps in it. So this lining protects your body against these harmful microorganisms and toxins that might enter into your gut. Now, when this lining becomes permeable, maybe these minimal gaps start to get a little bigger it starts to kind of spread out these these gaps within the lining and when this presents it also allows a lot of harmful products that may enter into your body and could create a bit of an inflammatory response this is what we tend to know as the chronic low-grade inflammation that is one of the key drivers of pcos So you're starting to see how this gut health, how your food choices, how all of these things start adding up to create a root cause of PCOS. Now, both dysbiosis and increased intestinal permeability are both known to be present and correlated with PCOS. But another thing that can add to this is that the oral contraceptive pill is almost always a common treatment for PCOS. Yet a lot of research has shown that this can make the gut microbiome worse and contribute to the intestinal permeability. This is why I don't always like to use or to promote people going straight to the pill as a first line defense PCOS. However, that's what we often see doctors do. Now, doctors have a place. I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong, but I do think we need to be aware of all the complications before deciding to take a medication. Now, what are the symptoms of poor gut health? So most people think of your typical things like constipation, bloating, diarrhea. And while these can occur, there are also some more subtle symptoms of an imbalanced gut. And this could look like skin issues such as eczema acne, rosacea, irregular bowel movements. A good rule of thumb is that you should have at least one complete bowel movement per day. Now, we also see things like food sensitivities, food intolerances, whether they've been around for a while or they're new, as well as nutrient deficiencies um, that are diagnosed by lab work and mood disorders such as anxiety and depression. These are all quite common symptoms that I see often with women with PCOS as well. And that's why I like to say they can very much be correlated. So what are the tips for supporting gut health in PCOS? Well, all this talk about gut health might be a little overwhelming for you. And I get it. There are many things that you can do to help improve your gut health, balance your microbiome, reduce that intestinal permeability, and ultimately help you manage your PCOS. So let's go through that. The first is going to be fiber. Fiber is a type of indigestible carbohydrate that's found in predominantly plant foods. So a diet very rich in fiber is great for supporting the bacteria in the gut. I recommend women having about 25 grams per day, and many of my clients, especially those with insulin resistance, are eating closer to 30 or 35 per day. This means eating a lot of foods filled with fiber like beans, lentils, nuts, seeds, fruits, vegetables, and whole grains like oats or quinoa and brown rice. This is going to really help you get your fiber up. If you're not eating a lot of veggies or grains that are whole in fiber, you're going to struggle. Next is a probiotic. So probiotics are what I like to call a friendly bacteria they help restore the balance in the gut microbiome and help to prevent that dysbiosis probiotics support the right direct digestion of absorption of nutrients and support the immune system as well as potentially helping reduce inflammation in the digestive tract now probiotics are actually found in a lot of natural foods foods like yogurt kefir kombucha fermented vegetables like kimchi miso pickles and sauerkraut. This will really help to aid in your digestion, as well as potentially having a supplement. There are tons of different um, bacterias in the market. So it'd be best to really make sure before you, you go and try one that you have one that's actually suited to you and where you have issues. So talking to a healthcare provider, and not just guessing can be very helpful in this situation as well as taking prebiotics. So prebiotics are the food for the good bacteria. So prebiotics are resistant to digestive enzymes and are not absorbed in the small intestine. They're able to make their way to your colon where they stimulate the growth and activity of the good bacteria. These feed the good bacteria. This includes things like onion, garlic, asparagus, artichoke, bananas, and apples. It's really good to eat a mixture of both pre and probiotics daily not just choosing one over the other what else can we do so antioxidants and anti-inflammatory foods are really helpful as well since your poor gut health could contribute contribute to the inflammation in your body so these bacterias the gut role play a role in regulating inflammation and because pcos is associated with chronic low-grade inflammation That means eating foods that reduce inflammation will be extremely helpful for you. So what foods decrease inflammation? Well, we want to be looking at including foods that are antioxidant rich like turmeric, berries, green tea, grapes, tomatoes, cruciferous vegetables like broccoli or Brussels sprouts, as well as omega-3 fats such as salmon, sardines, tuna, things like that. We also want to be aware of added sugar, so excessive added sugar does promote inflammation in the body and further contribute to your dysbiosis, and sugar comes in many hidden forms. So we want to watch out for things like fancy coffee drinks, sodas, sports drinks. Beverages tend to be the biggest culprit of hidden sugars. As well as pastries condiments um, or even things like honey and maple syrup can add your sugar intake up as well so i'm not demonizing sugar but i would definitely eat sweets mindfully and just be aware of where they could be sneaking into your diet next we're going to look at stress management so um it's funny because i was just telling my friend today about this but stress can contribute to digestive issues How many of you have lost your appetite, been extra bloated, felt sick to your stomach when you're stressed? Research has shown that stress alters your gut microbiome, and it can actually cause the gut to become more permeable, as well as impact gut sensitivity and mobility. Because stress is so mental, physical, and emotional, it's really important to be aware and manage stress before it gets out of hand. So this does look good look quite different to everyone but some ideas that are really good could include gentle exercise meditating yoga journaling reading setting boundaries in your life so that you can actually prioritize these self-care activities all right i'm getting through my list here but another one that's really important is getting enough sleep so sleep is a significant stressor in your body and we know that sleep lack of sleep can harm your gut. There's also some interesting new preliminary research coming out around disrupted circadian rhythm and how that could be correlated to dysbiosis and gut microbiota changes. It's really important here that we're making sure to get at least 7-9 to hours of sleep each night and this comes from setting a consistent bedtime routine as well as avoiding a lot of stimulants such as caffeine. Or over-amusing the screen time, scrolling on Instagram too much, which I bet you're doing, um, as well as setting up your bedroom to support a comfortable sleep environment. Turn the lights off, remove blue lights, take electronics out of the bedroom, make sure it's cool enough to sleep in. These things play a role in your sleep quality. Another one as well could be structuring your meals and snacks. So by eating every three to four hours, we help maintain your blood sugar levels, which also helps your body to make sure you're digesting food at a more regular rate. So It's important that we are not spiking our blood sugar and having it drop too often, because that can, again, cause these crashes, as well as just impair our digestibility of food. So that's another one I wanna add on. Uh, But overall, all these different factors are gonna play a role. And what I really wanna say here in summary is, PCOS is very closely linked to your gut health. So taking all these factors into play, making sure your gut health is an important component of managing your PCOS. Now these tips here are just a general starting point and many people need a more personalized plan to support their body and potentially even further testing to determine what imbalances are going on. That way you can support a really personalized healing protocol. And that's kind of what we do in Thrive for Life Method. We look at all the different factors that are impacting your PCOS weight loss, whether that's your gut health, inflammation, or many other underlying triggers. And we design a protocol that works for you. So hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully you learned a little bit about gut health. And of course, uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at PCOS Trainer.